is up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of All About the Star here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Sturgeo, and we are talking all things Dallas Cowboys, and we are talking all things with Cowboys Nation. I'm excited to get back. Episode one and two are a hit. I've been getting some seriously awesome, humbling reviews uh, sent to me either via message or actually on iTunes. So if you are listening to this podcast, drop a review on iTunes. Tell me if you like it uh, or hate it. Actually, you know what? If you hate it, don't don't say anything. Just just maybe t- send me a text and say this is too much. Uh, but yeah, so it's been a really cool couple of weeks so far. The Dallas Cowboys are in full swing now. We are two preseason games deep. We got one joint practice deep. So there's a lot of Cowboys action going on right now. A lot of content to catch up with uh, as far as the hard knock stuff. And it's just a lot, man. When it's Dallas Cowboys football, it is a lot of stuff. And and, and that's, that's why I love this team as much as I do. They're always at the center of attention and they're just always, they're always newsworthy. So the Cowboys made a couple cuts today. Uh, or not so much cuts, so they made two cuts, three roster moves total, getting their roster down to 85, um, which from 90. So nothing surprising, nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, they made a move to bring their fullback to the IR. They they moved Reggie Robinson to the IR, which is a little bit of a surprising move. His season is over, so they're stashing Reggie Robinson for the season. After all, this is a business, and that that's the part of the business that really, really stinks. Um, we did cut. Eagles, uh, the receiver and uh, the cornerback Brown, he's out too. That was actually kind of nailed on the Jersey Boys podcast uh, by Keith and Brett Ernst uh, on the blogging the Boys podcast network. You can check us out every week. We drop on Mondays. Here we drop on Wednesdays, which I think I might change actually. I might change it to dropping on Thursdays so I can actually watch Hard Knocks, record on Wednesdays, drop it on Thursday. And then when the season starts and Hard Knocks is over, you know, we'll be able to talk more stuff. Uh, but this week, my co-host is none other than we call him your guy Nix, and we everybody knows him as Nix. We I, I met him uh, via Skywalker Steel on YouTube. Has a phenomenal page. He did an around the horn type situation where he had like a game show, and he brought me on. Nix was on there. Jay Tuck was on there. Uh, I got the dub. I won that contest not once but twice. That's right, won that bad boy twice with my co- uh, my Cowboys knowledge. So anybody who says I don't have Cowboys good takes, yeah, they're 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 out there. You just got to search for them. Uh, my Twitter has been blowing up lately. You can find me at Dave Sturgio. I am pretty much vocal as vocal as any Cowboy fan can get on there, and I'm catching a lot of. You know, it's a little bit of both. It's a, you know, I'm, I'm tweeting out all good things about this offense, and some people are saying I'm delusional. And then, obviously, you know, I said something uh, in, a, in a negative headspace about Jalen Smith, and that got a lot of responses and agreeing with me. We're going to go all over that with Knicks today as we cover, obviously, Jalen Smith. We'll talk to on the Cardinals game. We'll talk about hard knocks and what he feels about that. We'll also look uh, ahead to the Texans game coming up this weekend in which – do we think Dak Prescott's going to play? Do we think he should play? Do we think he should get any reps? Personally, I think he needs to get popped once or twice to get him going again and get him going back into full game mode. It's very easy to practice when guys aren't allowed to hit you. For Christ's sake, you're wearing a red jersey, which is, you know, it's basically saying stop. Red means stop, right? Even my daughter knows that. So, you know, it's 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 interesting to see what they're going to do with Dak Prescott. Do you take precaution in this, you know, multi-million dollar quarterback back in this investment you might want to take precaution but again I think he needs to get his feet wet literally and figuratively because that ankle is one of those things that we're all going to worry about once he breaks off in his first run I will ask Knicks if he thinks that Dak Prescott's going to change his style so 
We'll see. We'll see all that today as we go into yet another great, great guest here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. It is all about the star, episode three. Let me take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, your guy, my guy, Nick's, is coming up next. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it. They got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All About the Star, episode three, and it is my honor, my privilege, my, I mean, dude, this is, he's your guy, he's my guy, he's Nick's, he's from the Star Gang podcast, my guy, first of all, the beard game, uh, flawless, flawless beard game, bro. We try, we try over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, first of all, thank you for joining me, uh, this has been a, a creation long time in the works to get you on with me ever since I uh, handed you your ass in, in that yeah, in back man. to back. <laughs> uh, I tell you, I tell you, man, I, I'm about to, I'm about to I'm, I'm, look, man, I, you know, I've, I've kept plugging still. I'm about to get this car <laughs> still a little bit harder. Like, hey, look, man, when you get this thing back here, y'all got me with the sweet chin music. And look, if you go to the tape, let me tell you how I lost here. Right? Real quick tangent. In the final round, you got to pick the answer first every single round. It was a setup. It was such a setup. There might there might have been some foul play. I'm not sure. I do not. I cannot disclose that information, bro. So you're just gonna have to take the L and uh, come yeah. see me again one day. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll schedule that update. Gunner. Yeah, man. So so Nick's tell uh, Cowboys Nation obviously how you got your start, where you got your start. You know what the Star Gang podcast is all about because obviously I tap in uh, from time to time when I you know as soon as you guys launch and, and say that you're live and online, like I'm usually jumping all over it. Uh, so yeah, tell me how how this all got started, bro. Yeah, man. Um, so <clears throat> I come from a, a broadcasting background. Anyways, it's kind of went to school for a while. I never got to finish it, ladies and gentlemen. But I stroke. Anyways, uh, and uh, you know, uh, you know, through DJing and different things I did, you know, it's just something that I love sports. Want to get into? I did an NFL podcast about three years ago, uh, and I was like, okay, let, let, let me. I kind of had this thing already kind of percolating with the Star Gang stuff. I said, let me, let me go ahead and, and do it my way. Um, and man, my guy, my girl Mary Ella came along for the ride. My guy Spoonie came along for the ride as well. Uh, two years down, we started with 150 people. We're almost uh, we're a little bit over 7K now on the on the Facebook group. Growing at a rapid pace the first two years and we're heading to our third season. We're super stoked. We're super excited. And I mean, I get to meet people like this guy right here. I mean, <laughs> my God. I mean, here I am on Chad Sports. I mean, I can't. Ah, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, man. You know, hey, it's been a fun ride, man. Chop Sports is definitely uh, on its way right now. And, uh, you know, oh, it's that ex- shirt you got, by the way, real quick. That the, the athlete, the, the chop shirt, but the, the athlete, the first athlete shirt that you rocked that I saw on Twitter. I had to yeah. tweet fire brother yeah man fire. yes dude yeah. some of our merchandise is really selling off the charts and he's actually one of the uh, premier defensive linemen for Rutgers University so he's definitely gonna I can foresee him finding himself in an NFL draft next year and then yeah, I told him I said as, as long as we stay cool and you know I make him some money in his senior year you know he, mm-hmm. season tickets are headed my way wherever he goes so yeah, there you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you nice. gotta have you gotta have those connects but um all right so your star gang podcast obviously it's uh is it weekly is it 
yeah, we're weekly wherever you, uh, during the off season, we're every Wednesday. Uh, and once we get to the regular season, we switch over to Tuesdays. And basically, we do a lot of live shows um, with me, Mary, and Spoon. Uh, obviously, Stargame Podcast is a YouTube channel if you want to go over there and sub. Or you can catch us in the Facebook group as well. Or you can hit me on Twitter, your guy Nick's uh, underscores in between. You'll see the Periscope when we go live and make sure you know we hit all the hit all the angles, you know, all these yeah, social man. media corners, you know, that you got to hit. Uh, and then but you have notification bell because you never know. Like, man, I had opportunity to go on with James. Uh, we had to do it on the fly. He was having a little issue with big game james so i said well i'll just start it we're running you know how it is in this thing yeah man nothing ever really goes to plan you know <laughs> right, there right. be something left or right so yeah man it's uh you know that just basically wednesdays and tuesdays and then of course you know we're doing the live react show on the every tuesday right now just because of man we're hard knocking it up right uh, now right? yeah bro i mean we got to see we got episode two on there yeah we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute but uh i have to know how deep does this cowboys lineage run for you see i i, I told I told a couple guys, I told Tony Catalina of Blogging the Boys last week, and of yeah. course I had on my boy and our boy, you know, Jay Tuck, obviously. Yeah, yes. um, I asked those guys their lineage. I'm 35 years old, so I started watching the Cowboys around 90, 91. How far back does your uh, your fanhood go? Yeah, so um, I'm... I'm I'm 43 now. Okay. okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm from the Danny White era. Okay. Uh, so, um, you know, my earliest memories are losing to the Rams in the playoffs, uh, you know, 24-17, right, in 85. Um, the, the greatest story that my mom likes to tell uh, to this day is uh, she would make dinner. You know, this thing, ladies and gentlemen, kids, you know, we used to have supper where we all went and sat down together and stuff. It's weird times. Yeah, I know. This is, this is right. such a foreign thing nowadays. Yeah, yeah. It's a foreign thing now. I wouldn't come to the table, though, unless she called me Danny White. She had to call me <laughs> Danny White, or I wasn't coming to the table to eat. And she loves telling that story to this day still. So uh, it ran deep with me uh, in the Danny White era. So, um, you know, fortunately, enough for, unlike a lot of fans, I was able to experience it and love what happened in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, we knew I got to drown or whatever. We're not worried about that right now because that's going to end this year. It's going to end this year. Oh, yeah, I got that feeling, too, man. I got that. I, listen, I know all Cowboys fans – People say that, you know, we're a little too optimistic or we're maybe sometimes delusional or anything. Like, but you know what? This team on paper, they, they don't look so bad. So I will. We, we, we do want to put a bow on the Cardinals game. I know what happened on Friday of last week. Fair and enough. I, you know, you being out, you're out in Texas, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so where in Texas yes, you sir. at? Yes, sir. I'm in East Texas. I'm about a, I'm about a hour and a half, two hours uh, east of Dallas. Southeast nope. All right. Dallas. So at least you get the local time start. You know what I mean? Unfortunately for me, I had to wait till 10 o'clock at night for that game to start. So around 12 o'clock, I was getting a little cockeyed and I couldn't really see straight at that moment, uh, you know, working all day. And then obviously at the studio all day and then getting home when you're watching it. And I'm trying to uh, there. You know, I'm so sad because in, in real time, I missed Ben DiNucci's first touchdown pass. I, I had to wake up to the highlights of it, and I was like, son of a bitch. I, I, how did I miss the one touchdown that we've had in two games? <laughs> so, Nucci, man, was doing his thing a little bit. Now, how do you feel bit. overall? I mean, obviously, Cardinal game aside where he played relatively well, do you think there's room for a Ben DiNucci on this team uh, on the 53? If not on the 53, then possibly a practice squad guy. Because, look, we see a lot of highlights, man. We see a lot of highlights where guys are picking them off in practice. Is that even good work for the defense at this point? You know, uh, 
man, it's almost like anything you hear good about the defense, the first thing you want to think about is like, well, who threw the ball? Right. So put an asterisk beside this, what's going on? Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I don't think there's a space for him on the 53. No. I, I, I don't believe that. I do believe Mike McCarthy is going to stash him on, on the practice squad, though. Absolutely. It's a spec cat, and, and he wants to do that. Remember, his brother coached him in basketball and all that. So there's a little rub there, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely going to be on the practice squad, you know, rest of scout team stuff for you, maybe something like that. But, yeah, no way he's on this 53, right? I mean, look, look, and I'll be – and I will say, played much better in the Arizona game versus the Steelers game. I mean, mm-hmm. he kind of got rid of the little so much sidearm action. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over the yeah, sidearm yeah, action. I'm over so much <laughs> over the sidearm. But, I mean, just the, the, here's my thing. I mean, from a football standpoint, fundamentally, even if there's nothing around him, he's always leaning back and throwing off the back foot. I don't care if it's sidearm or over him. He's always off the back foot and stuff. We just know that kind of stuff in the NFL – Get you killed. Yeah, it just, it, it just will. Uh, you know, so yeah. Uh, for me, definitely not a fifty-three guy. Definitely a practice squad guy. And you know, maybe if you know, if Cooper Rush, I've always said this: if Cooper Rush's arm was as good as Gil, or, or as strong, I should say, as Double G's, he's probably your backup. I, I he makes. He makes Chad Pennington look like he's got a freaking cannon compared to, you know, what Rush has on the shoulder. Now, now speaking of those two guys, you know, we obviously have four behind center, healthy, getting better. You know, people are, you know, we were kind of worried about the shoulder for like a half a minute. I really never bought into all that crap, to be honest with you. I never really said like, all right, I think if there was a game that day that he would have took a shot in the arm and played. You know what I'm saying? Like. Dak Prescott's a gamer. That being said, we saw what this season happened, like what went down last year. We lost Dak Prescott. We lost the entire season. I don't care how much optimism people put into Andy Dalton. Are we putting mm-hmm. ourselves in that situation one more time that if Dak Prescott, for whatever reason, goes down, we do not have an answer? I mean, I'll be honest, though. I mean, there's not 32 starting quarterbacks in this league, to be clear. I mean, if we're just going to be frank. You know, there's not 32 starting quarterbacks in this league. So, yeah, I mean, do you hope to have a guy that you think like Andy Dunn could get the job done? Not that he was going to be better than Dave, but you thought he could hold the ship together. And I think what Cowboys Nation and a lot of fans really need to, to me anyways, is it's not about if a guy can finish the season all the way, you know, and go this magical run with the backup. I think it's more so, hey, can we find a guy that we're confident for two or three games if need be? He can just hold the ship together right. until Dak can get back. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if Dak goes down, the season's over with. I don't look, I don't care who they go out here and get personally. I, you know, I don't think there's anyone's going to come in here if you lose four for the whole season and say, okay, well, we might go on this magical run with the backup. And if you look across the history of the NFL, we know the Eagles got Nick Foles, right? Okay, we get it. Like, and, that's lightning in a bottle. I mean, it's that's- li- right. It's lightning in a bottle, is what exactly. And if you go back to like, what, the Giants, right, with Jeff Hossettler and um, uh, Phil Sims back then, you just don't see it when your starter goes down. You know, not everyone can have, you know, Steve Young behind that gum Joe Montana. Okay. Ladies right. And gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely right. So, yeah. So I think, you know, Gilbert is a serviceable guy. Can he keep the ship together? God forbid something happens. I don't know, man. I, it's hard to even two games. Can he give you two games? Well, you know what the problem is? We haven't been able to, we haven't had a backup quarterback since we had Dak Prescott as our backup quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like man. it's been that it's been five years there. Right. And even before right. that, how many times did when Tony went down, there was no answer and it was just the, the world would fall the sky would Brother. fall like immediately yeah. so oh, yeah. it, backup quarterback has been a lost uh f- art form for the dallas cowboys so again 
I don't even want to think about the backup. I think Dak Prescott, again, is healed. He's ready to go. His shoulder, they're going to take precaution. According to more, most reports around Cowboys media is that he probably won't take any snaps at all, um, which do you agree with that? Now, I know uh, Jay Tuck on Twitter went off and said that Dak Prescott needs to play in Houston. Do you think he needs to play at all? Like, where are you at with getting him his feet wet, per se? And when we say feet, you got to get him some live action, I would think, right? Right. I mean, for me, um, especially because, look, if you played all last season, we're talking about something different here, I think. But the fact that he's missed so much football and everything that's happened with him, um, I'm not just talking about the shoulder stuff. I'm just talking about the full year of the yeah. foot. The, the, the thing about football to me is it's just the one game where you can't simulate that game speed. And no, I don't think him going out here playing maybe two, you know, two series is going to be the difference of our season. But I think for him mentally going out there, getting live reps and being comfortable matters to him, uh, um, you know, mentally. And we know when it comes to this game, the mental matters just as much as the physical. Yeah. Um, and for him, you know, he said it, he wants to play. And I'm like, Hey, then you let him play. You know, I, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Now, if they, if, if they want to shut him down, I mean, we understand, you know, it's big money now, right? And we understand how they want to handle these athletes. It's an, it's an investment. Pitch counts, right? It's your investment, you know, pitch counts. I mean, you even heard him talk about Zeke, right, in the first round of hard knocks. So, hey, man, I ain't trying to write none of this offseason. He's got the carries. You know, they're talking about his carries already and what's going on. But I think it's important. You know, I think preseason matters. I'm a guy that thinks preseason matters, though. Absolutely. You know, yeah, the, the other side, there's an analytical side still that says, I'll get that out of here. We don't need it. But to me, I'm a preseason matter guy, and I do think these reps for Dak Prescott in the Texas game does matter if, if he can get them. Yeah, I mean, the way I saw last year play out, it took three weeks for the Cowboys to even get going. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's a lot of a lot of discrepancies on defense. And, of course, Zeke, you know, he had a couple nice runs, but, like, you just felt like the motor wasn't there. And, I, and that's why I think preseason matters. And I think there's a lot of people that kind of dismiss it. Like, well, the games don't matter. Standings don't matter. Yeah, but there's so many intangibles. And when you talk about Dak Prescott, bro, you say mental reps and, and you know, and like division and game speed. I think he needs to get popped once, you know, get that because you're not getting touched in practice. You're not getting touched in practice. You got the red jersey on. Red means stop. You know what I mean? So you are not getting touched in practice. I think he needs to roll out. He needs to scan a field against an opposing defense, and he needs to either take it himself, and I know we're all going to, you know, like just hold our breath because we don't know what's about to happen. But I think um, my next question is this in regards to Dak. Do you think because of last year's happenings and what went down with his ankle, is this kid going to change his game at all, or do you think he's just going to go kind of balls to the wall no matter what? I, I don't think he's going to change at all, personally. I don't think so either. Uh, you know, I just it, just, it doesn't seem to be his makeup. Right. You know, uh, you know, can you say, well, maybe be smarter and all that? And he can say those things, well, I might need to be smarter. But we already know, and for those that have played the game, once you're in the game, those things are not in your head. You know, it's read and react, and I'm going. You're in the split-section decision, tell me what you're doing. And what we've seen from Dak in general throughout, I mean, going back to his college career, throughout the things and the obstacles he went through, he's never really changed his game. Yeah, it was a terrible injury. We know that. It's over. He's even said it'll be on my headstone. It is what it is, right? Right, right. Uh, but I just don't think the way that he's built and the way that he works I, yeah i don't i don't think he's going to change his play at all now that might you know give a lot of pause to a lot of people in that building this game that check and us fans like you said in that first round yeah, right. 
Right. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, for Dak, in between the mirrors and how he plays, absolutely, I think he's going to continue the same type of play that he's always brought to the table. Let's hope, because I think there's no bigger competitor maybe in the NFL than Dak mm. Prescott. I think that he's got this moxie, and I think that this is the kid, and I'll say it, and I'll shout it from the mountaintops, this is the kid. Now, um, this year, maybe next, maybe the year after that, I don't know, but this is the kid that's going to end that drought for the Dallas Cowboys. I firmly, firmly believe that uh, in my heart of hearts. You know, And, mm. you know, as good as Dak can play, and this will be a nice little segue, as good as Dak can play and how high-flying the offense can be, this game is one A in the trenches and B definitely on the defensive side of the ball. Have you seen enough in the first couple of weeks with this Dallas defense to make you at least more confident than you were going into last year? <clears throat> it's, a, it's, it's an interesting take uh, because you know when we were getting the Everton Griffiths of the world and stuff, and these right. guys were coming in, we were like, man, mm-hmm. wow, the, the pole, the Gerald McCoys, we're like, oh man, this this front and everything, and then of course you know whatever happened, but we're getting all that. Um, I think, I think the youth movements here. I, I think the biggest thing for me, and I, and I said this, you know, during during this, during uh, um, free agency, the biggest free agents we got was Dan Quinn. Let's just be clear. Yeah, we know what he's brought here yeah. for. He was the biggest free agent get that we got at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Um, and the biggest thing that I've seen so far is that this defense is much faster. Forget the length and size. We can get into that too. I mean, they're taller, they're longer. That's the, the mold. The That's speed. the Dan Quinn mold. Yeah. Right. But the speed that we can see in this defense from last year, I think is, is palpable. I mean, you can see it. It's like, okay. And I'm seeing the corners as well in the preseason games, be more effective or more cognizant of helping in the run than maybe in years past in the different schemes that we've had. Uh, so, I am hopeful. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely positives to take here and look. But you know, it's back to what you're saying. We're seeing a lot of mix, mix, part, mix, mix, match. Excuse me, geez, <laughs> parts, and we're not really sure who's going to be where yet. And that's where we want to see the sauce a little bit. So in this, you know, that's Texas game. If you know, we can get like, okay, this is how the defense is going to be. These are the guys who want to line up. Now let's kind of see it in this dress rehearsal and maybe get a little bit more uh, meat on that bone of where they're headed. But I am excited. Turnovers is big though. If the Cowboys can be, which they have now, two and two games, right? And if we, if they can continue that trend, and we can get somewhere in that plus eight to ten territory as a team, we'll be dangerous. Then at that point, I believe. I said to, I said to a lot of people, I said, if this team could give me a middle of the pack defense, I'm talking fifteenth, sixteenth ranked overall. This team is absolutely a, a terrorizer when it comes to this NFL. Because last year, you know, you were 31st against the run. And, like, it's just – it was so bad last year that I said, as much as you bring up Dan Quinn being the best acquisition, I said that Dan Quinn was an upgrade at defensive coordinator the day he stepped into his office with his key card. Like, literally yeah, sat in his desk and said, I'm already better. This is this is my show now. You know what I mean? And I firmly believe that. And I and I, I must agree with you as far as the speed of this defense. Micah Parsons is definitely as advertised. He's a lot of fun to watch so far. Bro, I got my eye on Jabril Cox a lot. That kid I, that kid is unbelievable. El, listen, Leighton Vander Esch almost got a resurgence, right? Yep. He seems like he's a little quicker and knock on all the wood in the world. You just want to make sure that this kid stays healthy. Now, that being said, I got to get your opinion on one uh, individual on this defense that decided to change his number uh, and just kind of all this continue the all about me uh, mentality. And, and and this man is Jalen Smith. Now, Jalen Smith to me last year, that was his worst football year of his of his probably his life, right? Like right. college, college he was a stud. Uh the pros, 
He's shown flashes, but last year it just looked like wrong angle after wrong angle and just just not knowing where to go, being out of position, making tackles great, but not seven, eight yards down the field. And then obviously the 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 thorn in the side of most of Cowboys Nation was the celebratory things where he's swiping and he's doing all his stuff, right? Right. Our, what is your knee-jerk reaction when I say the word or the name Jalen Smith? Um, man, just polarizing, right? He's just polarizing to the nation. Um, you know, leading into this offseason, I said, man, the, the you know, or the hard axles have been the top five things, man. I had Jalen at three. I had him too low, ladies and gentlemen. I was excited about seeing the defense. <laughs> Apparently, I had I should have had him at three. I should have had him at one. Um, but you know, I, and we did this the other night with my guy, uh, Mass from the 40 podcast, and and we kind of talked about it, and I was like, man. Like the, the the arc of Jalen and the things that are happening, and and I think people at times look twenty twenty was a terrible year, and then look we can see a lot of people in twenty twenty had a terrible season. One hundred percent, right? You know, and I think at the end of the day, whenever the quarterback's not there, the nation does want a guy to point at, and they need to be the scapegoat. And boy, Jalen, and look, not even just you know you're talking about the swiping and everything, the comments, the. If the owner ain't tripping, then we're not tripping. People don't want to hear that from you whenever, you know, you've lost your leader, you're you're struggling, you're not winning games, and, and you're coming out with those kind of, you know, comments. You know, it doesn't do any favors, uh, you know, with this fan base and, and around the league with those kind of guys uh, or with that, you know, that kind of saying, I should say. Right. Um, so, yeah, man, he's, he's brought a lot of himself. Um, I think some of it is a little extra from us. But, you know, this where we get really weird, and this is the, and I call it the, the, the Jalen Twilight Zone right here, is people don't want to, either they don't want to admit what's going on on the field, or they're blind, or I don't know. It's like, look, and I said it directly after the Cardinals game. I was like, look, man, Jalen can't move Larry no more. And no. It, it saddens me. And it saddens me. Right. Because I'm, I'm not taking no shot at this kid. I'm not taking a shot at him. But I'm like, we have to understand where he is. Mm-hmm. And that's not bagging on the guys. Like, look, if we can get him in a position to be coming forward and do the things that he can do, right? He had to say he had a great play scraping through the muck and making that tackle on the I, run as yep, well. I saw it. Yep. He had good stuff there. However, though, he's what the number fourth guy paid on the team. Yeah. That's the he problem. Running, the price tag. With, right. Yeah. Running with the twos right in practice. And now what are you going to do situationally? Yeah. Ugh. The way I see it, dude. It, it's very hard for me. And look, and I've said this a million times. This has nothing to do with Jalen Smith, the person. The person is a phenomenal human being who does yes. a million good things for you know uh, his community and his his foundations and all that stuff. And I'm I am all for that stuff. But when it comes to f- the playing the sport of football and playing linebacker. He said, and I put out a tweet that got crazy traction today. And I don't. Oh, I, hold on. I think, yeah. Uh, he said, look at the film and all that good yeah. stuff. What they did. I put that in the Stargate group. I have, to, I have to show you some of the replies. There was good stuff. Yeah. It's in the Stargate group, by the way. I, yeah. Yeah. Invite me over there. I have a ball over there. <laughs> but uh, I, I put it out there. I said, Jalen said to check, check the tape or check the film or whatever he, whatever context he used. And then after the Cowboys checked the film, we drafted Micah Parsons. We drafted Jabril Cox. We signed Keon O'Neal and turned him into a linebacker. Yeah. So I think they checked the film and they didn't like what they saw. You know what I mean? So this is a big issue for the Cowboys because now you're paying this guy all this money. And look, the NFL is one of those cutthroat businesses that not you. That's why a lot of these guys are are starving over their their guaranteed money because once you get cut it is gonzo you know what i mean like that money is no longer there so now i I beg the question 
you know, we made five cuts today or, or we made five moves to get to the 80, right? right? Yeah. 85 or 80, I forget. It 85. was 85, right. 85 sorry. Yeah. So now yeah. we're at 85. This is going to, it sounds ridiculous. Is Jalen Smith on this 53-man roster in September? You know, here's the thing, right? Because it, let's kind of backtrack and kind of look at the lineage of what's happened this offseason. They could have got all the money, but then they guaranteed the money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, okay, the money's guaranteed. We're going to see what Dan Quinn's going to do. Then it comes out, well, you know, actually, they tried to trade him to Miami during the draft. They tried to they tried to go ahead and move on. So it's like, well, have they just seen enough at that point? They're like, okay, we, we do need to move on. But see, as always, this front office, and the thing I always you know get down when it comes to Steven is they are reactive and not proactive. They're not the type that's going to either – they're never really going to push all their chips in, and they're never going to rip the Band-Aid off either. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in Vegas, like I put some chips on the table here now – He's going to be on the roster. He's there. Yeah, that's. He's I, there. I, I'm. He, listen, it would be a crazy, crazy turn of events if he's not. And I only beg the question to you because I've asked a, a bunch of people, yeah. and I don't get the immediate answer. You know what I mean? You get that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's that's very telling for a guy that got drafted just five years ago. You know what I mean? That that's very bothersome. You know? Um, yeah. But look, I can beat Jalen over the head uh, as much as I have, <coughs> as much as I have over the last shit two years but um look i hope he balls out i hope he changes it all around i hope he is put in a position to succeed and and just come up with this this resurgence i I really do um but yeah i mean well i guess it it truly does before we get off of jim let me ask you a question because this is the thing that i go over my head and this is the thing i was talking about leading up until i saw the colonel's game i was like okay it, this is just what it is. I mean, this is a guy that has played the last, but three seasons, 90, 94% of the snaps, all of them, and up to like 97. How is he going to react and how is this going to happen if all of a sudden this guy goes from 90 some percentage of the snaps all the way down to say 30? I, you know, I, I think, you know, do you he's going to be. Is that where we're falling to? Is that where you do you think? Because we both agree he's going to be on the 53. Yeah. He's going to be. Here. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He's going to be in a reduced role, though. I think we both agree there as well. I think that. This is going to sound harsh, and I'm trying to okay. take the gloves off in this podcast. I mean, that's what I do here. But well, Jalen Smith's best position right now uh-huh. is standing on the sidelines. <laughs> like, I'm telling you right now that I, I don't, you know, Tuck has said things like put him in the best position to succeed and make him downhill right. and this, that, and the third. He isn't even that good of an edge rusher. He's not even that good in coverage. Like, it's just... I'm trying to find the way to 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 really get behind this guy as a player, and you know it's not easy to get behind him when you get to see the future already unfolding in front of you. You know, like yeah. you got the Parsons, you got the Coxes of the world, you got the the uh, the which I'm called Keanu O'Neill and and LVE and everybody you can mix and match. And but, you're not wrong about the LBE thing because I'm, I'm about that up too. He talked a lot in OTAs where they got to camp about being in the right position. And he was, I mean, you could, there was a little different tone to him when he was talking in the OTAs. And boy, that has transcended to the field. I agree with you. I don't think it's been talked about enough. I mentioned it on, last, on my last cast, and I'm right there with you. LVE, again, got to put him in bubble wrap. I hope he stays healthy, right? It's the Lee effect. But he's having an awesome preseason a lot of people are not talking about so far. Well, that and uh, there's a big, big over, you know, overshadowing. Uh, situation for LVE he's not re-upped he was not his player option was not picked up so this could very well be his make or break year for a 
the Cowboys, but B, as an NFL player. Because, I mean, if yes, he goes down right. again, right, if he goes down again with some kind of next stinger or something, and it just becomes some bothersome thing again, yeah. his career could be shortened, and that sucks for that yeah, kid because I really do like the kid. Um, I just think that this the, the reason why that you're going to see this resurgence out of Leighton Vander Esch is because, you know, his job is and his future is on the line in this year. He's got to yeah. ball out this year. It has to. Right. So, Dwayne Armstrong so far in his contract year. Well, I tell you what, you, you <laughs> said you said pet cat before, and I thought my first reaction was Dorrance Armstrong. Uh, I, I always said to myself, as, as ridiculous as it sounds, I'm like, does he have something over the front office that nobody knows about? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. he, does he have like a, a bad picture or something where he's like, don't cut me or I'll release this? Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, screenshot. Don't play with me. Right, right. <laughs> Dorrance Armstrong, Dorrance Armstrong has been around for quite some time, and you're. You're still waiting for this guy to pick up. Now you watch this Cardinals game and you're like, okay, okay, there he is. You know, like there's the guy. So uh, he's another one that I really want to get behind and I want to get excited about. But dude, and can you imagine? I was talking to Tony Catalina today um, uh, via direct message. And I said to him, I said, can you imagine if like they give the rub and the burn to like in the reps to a guy like Bradley and I and, and guys like, Dorrance Armstrong and guys like just, you know, overall, just, just, you know, guys that can make plays and will give you 110% every time they're out there. Did you see the play that I put out on my Twitter? Like, there was a play for Bradley and I that he just completely sheds his block, right? He goes all the way around. He misses the sack, which is one thing, but then he comes all the way back around and makes the play. And I'm like, dude, that guy gets a fan for life because that kind of effort is what's going to have Cowboys Nation all over you, you know, in 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 the best way possible. So can you imagine we live in a world where Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory are the guys that are going to be in the dirt, ready to rock, right? Mm -hmm. And when they need a blow, you got, like, actual competent guys to rotate in and out yeah. it would be a beautiful thing man if you man if you, you know like that like mccarthy said man give me all the rushers i want all of them right you know i want all of them and we, we see it it's, and it's effective right like you said i mean the line of scrimmages and stuff and i'm with you if Dorrance armstrong if this is gonna be his best year before he leaves because it's contract year and you know old steven's just probably not gonna re-up on him so big coming through and that's the biggest thing about Bradley and I which I've been high on is the biggest thing of him coming out from college was his motors non-stop right and and, and, and like you said with the play that you were just mentioning I mean you saw that even with the one step that he got last year on defense right you saw the motor even then so mm-hmm. yeah I mean the stuff that you know we were excited about at least for me I'll speak for myself here I was excited about coming into this camp because I felt like there, were, there was an opportunity for true they created true competition at the defensive positions finally yeah and it wasn't just Country Club Garrett, no day, you know, for the Jason Garrett fans, I'm sorry. And, hey, you, well, you already got paid. You know your number. You're going to be starting. Like, no, like everyone had to, they had to sit up and take notice a little bit. And mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. did that about this youth movement, which I'm excited about. And I want, you know, them to continue on with the youth movement. That's like for me currently, I'm going to kind of spin a little bit. We got the issue with the, the injury from the Cardinals game with the defensive tackle, obviously. The, and but, and defensive tackle, tackle probably being our, our weakest point. Right. However, I wouldn't just run all the way out and go get a Geno yet. Like, I don't think that's going to be a thing. I, 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 as much as or people, or anyone, yeah, or yeah, anyone, I don't think they're going to be looking from outside for that. I don't. I, 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 yeah. I truly think it's internal, and I think that they've added enough guys in the off season where I think they can weather that storm. Especially if, for whatever reason, if you know, if if Gallimore's injury is more on like the four week side and maybe maybe Not five, we can just miss him for a week and then he'll be back. And, and right. it, thank God it was. A, just think of it like this. I'm not saying you know it's good that he got hurt, but thank God it wasn't a, a leg or something. You know, and then you're out for the year. 
You know, an elbow injury or, or a hand injury or when you're a defensive lineman, that, that's, you can weather that storm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you can get back and, and, and start banging heads again real quick, and I think he will. I mean, the guy, he was on pace to do to, to, to some serious damage this year. You know, he's added size. He's slimmed down. He looks amazing. Yeah, um, he won the workout award, right? He won yeah. the workout award the offseason. as the offseason champ for the workout award. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's right on, on par to have a monster year for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I will get your thoughts on how you feel about Hard Knocks as a whole. Obviously, tonight as we record this, there's going to be another episode recorded. So, by the time you hear this, another episode will have dropped. I might as well just start recording on Wednesdays. I don't even know why I just I chance this shit. But at this point, it's the preseason, so what the hell's the matter? Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the schmuck that's on online at Twitter just to say, oh, I love Angry Dak. And I'm like, I could be recording right now. But, um, but I, I will say that Hard Knocks as a whole has given us a, a great look, an inside look at non-podium Dak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Like, you see a lot of player speak slash coach speak when he's out there and he's saying the, the, the right like the most right words and he's enunciating everything perfectly he's a stud on the mic right yes. he gets out to practice and he drops more f-bombs than than i've ever heard him drop ever you know like it was a beaut for me it was like that's the deck that I, we need angry deck to are, go are out there sure, every week. Are we, are we sure the arrogant deck uh, Twitter handle is not just Dex Burner? Are we completely sure? What a great Twitter <laughs> handle, by the way. Oh, that's such a good one. But yeah, it dude, is. it's given us an inside look. Are you pro Hard Knocks or anti Hard Knocks? Now, I do do another podcast on the Blogging the Boys podcast network with Jersey mm-hmm. Boys, and that's Brett and Keith Ernst are my co host, right? Yeah. They are so old school. They're a little older than you. Uh, they're very, very old school, and they think that the Cowboys team was primed to do big things until the Hard Knocks thing was announced, and they're like, this is terrible. This is not good for the team. It's going to be, you know, HBO cameras up your ass. Like, how do you feel overall about being even featured on Hard Knocks as a, as a content creator yourself? Right. I mean, you know, from a content creator standpoint, it's great for us. Right. My goodness. I mean, hey, feed me more, right? Give me some more of the digest to react to and, and go forward and talk about. Um, but, you know, to be honest with you, when you play in Dallas at this day, day and age, there would be a time. I, I would agree with those guys at a particular time when I was, you know, didn't know all the inner workings of the HBO Hard Knock stuff. I would be, I would definitely be on the same token of, ah, get that, get that shit away from me. I don't, right. I, I don't want that around my team. I'm good there. But I mean, we know, I mean, the Cowboys travel to Oxnard. It's fanfare. We know the lights are always on. So a, a couple of extra cameras around for these rookies just get them used to the regular season life in Dallas, as far as I'm concerned. And I think the biggest thing that people don't understand is the Cowboys get to edit this thing. They, they get say in Correct. the editing. So Correct. It's, it's not this, well, you know, it's not, well, they got the cameras and they're just got all access and they're just running up in there and doing stuff. They're basically at the practices that everybody gets to see. That's where they're at. So then yeah, they get some, some behind the scenes stuff and get to do that stuff. And then when they're ready to do the show, Steven and them, I'm like, uh-uh, no, no, get that out of here. No. And so, so Jerry, um, so you think Jerry actually approved the whole, uh, you know, salting his McGriddle or whatever the hell he was eating for that, that once that one episode, uh, that one scene. Hey, look, J- Jerry had the McGriddle uh, trending trending. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I was watching him, and he, and he, and he you know, he, he put the phone to me. But I was like, "What's Jerry doing? Is he?" Is I became a, song, I he? became a diabetic just watching that shit. Hold on, though. How can you not love Jerry? It's Seven Eleven wine, okay? It's McGriddles, okay? 
I, I know a particular uh, anchor who who's out there saying he, she has watched him walk into a, like a Kroger's in a sheet of sugar cookies. He's about that action. I'm like, how can he not love Jerry Jones? <laughs> I tell you what, look, he could be a trillionaire, and he says it all the time. He could be anywhere in the world, but you know what? He's at his desk eating effing McDonald's. Right. So, and it's funny that you should say that the Cowboys have to edit and approve everything. So, who the hell, who in the right mind approved the vasectomy Steven. conversation? Oh, oh, the vasectomy? <laughs> yeah, I, I think they said that one bomb. I think, yeah, I, think that right. might, I think that might be one that got bombed. I thought he was going to talk about the McGriddles. I said, I bet Stevenson, yeah, run that McGriddles on Pops. I want that to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. vasectomy one. Uh, Mike McCarthy didn't seem too happy about that uh, in that press conference either. When they started talking to him about it, you know, the next day uh, he was like, yeah, uh, all right, you know he's such a Pittsburgh does, uh, football guy, and you know he didn't want to get into it. Does uh, the uh, official corniest moment in the World Award go to the Mojo moment? Are you a fan of this Mojo moment? I want to ride the wave really bad. Okay, all right. I want to surf it. I want to swag surf it. Am I about bit, to? Am hey? I about to on chopsports.shop, Am I about to release a Mojo moment T-shirt? Is that what I should be I, doing I, right I think, now? I mean, I mean, do you not like money? I love money. <laughs> you know, I, think, I mean, I think you throw it out there and let the people tell you. You know, I think you got to throw it out there. I, you know, man, you know, it, it, it is corny. So, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? It's so corny. Sometimes you can get, remember that one corny guy, but he kind of pulls a girl here and there. Right, right, right. It's cute. She's like, oh, he's corny, but he's kind of cute. Right. It kind of rides that line. Yeah, it's kind of corny. But yeah, I think I could rock it. Just giving burn to a cinematic masterpiece like with a spy who shagged me. So I, I just uh, yeah. it's it, it is funny. So overall, we're looking forward to another episode of Hard Knocks, where I personally think they'll dive a little bit deeper into the boss man fat stuff tonight. I think they're I think they're going to start digging a little deeper into the younger kids. Uh, obviously, yeah. still like you'll you'll hear the narrator like quarterback one still on the sidelines. You know, like there's not much yeah, to report yeah. in the past week. They'll see the Rams stuff. You'll see the Connor Williams and Aaron. Donald stuff, I'm sure that stuff will be good. And then Connor Williams at center. What the fuck? <laughs> what happened there, bro? Oh my God. Like, they got to stop this trial and error shit. There's no reason for that. Like, yes, would it be good to have a backup center who's capable? Sure. Do we have to do it right away? No. <laughs> like, why are we doing that? No, right. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to tell him, but I was going to play with the ones. And then if you want Connor to practice the steps, he can go in with the twos and practice the steps then. Right. I'm like, what are we doing here? I don't know, man. <laughs> rough, rough, rough. I, I, I think they would get McGovern on. I think that's the thing. They want McGovern to play, and they're trying to find a way to get him on the field. I agree. I think, looking, I think they believe if Connor can set the ball, they might start him and let Tyler Badaz be the backup guy. Because he can swing guards or he can play center. And I think that's what they were wanting to do. I don't think it's very smart. No. Personally, and, and it's obviously I the experiment. The experiment was just another tweet that caught fire that I put out. I'm putting out a lot of fire tweets out lately. <laughs> I must. I must. I am. You made for a regular season is what it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nobody wants to talk to me during a regular season game. Um, all right. So. I will say this. Uh, we look ahead to the Texans as the Cowboys made a couple moves today um, yep. in which they, you know, finagled the roster. They put a couple guys on IR. They say bye-bye to Eagles, uh, the wide receiver Eagles, and I believe yeah. the other one was cornerback uh, uh, Brown, right? Yeah, Brown. Mm-hmm. So he's out of there. Um, they they put the fullback uh, uh, Suey on uh, Suey. <laughs> they put him on IR. They put Reggie yeah. Robinson on IR. His season's over. So that, that experiment's kind of tough. Um, yeah. to, we don't really know what to expect out of him going forward, man. That's that's a that's a that's a shitty one. Yeah, I mean, we basically just haven't known what to expect from him from the time we we drafted him. Right. I mean, cornerback safety, safety, corner safety, cornerback, small quarterback back safety. 
all right, well, now you're getting to play. Well, now you're not playing. Well, oh, no, oh, injured arm. You're going to, uh, I'm like, all right, fam. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, definitely something to me uh, and my guy Mass talks about. And he was like, hey, he, he actually said he thought he was going to be cut. And I kind of c- agreed with him. Yeah, my guy, said, Keith, my guy Keith said the same thing. He thinks he was yeah, going to be the surprise cut of the first of the first round. But they kind of stashed him. So, yeah, we'll see how they I finagle mean, well, that I mean, one. To be determined what he ends up being here. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, I hate it for the kid, though. I mean, and from this standpoint, just where he got drafted, obviously, and then the the weird back and forth, what's he going, what position he's going to play mm-hmm. uh, to where it's at, you know. But, I mean, that's the thing about the NFL, man. You know, sometimes it doesn't matter what position you're putting, you got to do something to break out of that mold. I know it's hard when you don't have a sponsor at times, and right. unfortunately it just hasn't happened for him thus far. Yeah. All right, so I got to do this before we wrap it up. Obviously, they got the, the game coming up against Houston. You you and I both agree that having Dak in there for a series or two would be beneficial. If it doesn't yes. happen, we're not also going to go crying because, again, he's going to be preserved. I'm with it. Yeah. Um, so the preseason aside, you got the Texans, and then I believe it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, if I'm not mistaken. That rounds out the preseason. And then before you know it, we're in Tampa Bay, and they're hoisting their banner um, and I've said it. I'll say this every episode just because I want to make sure that everybody knows where I stand. We are 1,000% beating the Buccaneers on opening night. Oh, absolutely. No, that, that, absolutely. that's happening, right? So, it's happening. And then, and then Cowboys Nation is going to go, oh, you know, you're going to get a lot of these fans that are going to come out the woodwork and say this is our year, blah, 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 blah. And it's going to make you sick for a little while. Uh, right. But then you'll start riding that wave. However, I ask you, and I've asked Catalina, and I've asked uh, Jay Tuck about this as well. Okay. This team, as assembled right now, no injuries, okay? No no catastrophic injuries. Obviously, Gallimore going down yeah. sucks. But we don't have any catastrophic injuries right now. We're healthy going into the season, knock on wood, for the next mm-hmm. two weeks. How far can the 2021 Dallas Cowboys go? You know, prior to the preseason, I had us going 10-7 and seven winning the division. 10-7 and seven winning seven. the division prior to the preseason. Okay, Yeah, prior to the preseason. I'm buying a little bit more into this defense. I'm buying a little bit more into the Dan Quinn. And, and, and a lot of it's just seeing the speed of the defense and what's going on. And some of these guys coming early. Look, I was at Jabril Cox. I'm like, look, I knew he's buried on this depth chart, man. I'm like, man, he's probably about to redshirt, play special teams and whatnot. And how he's walking through is like, oh, man, he's going to have to get some stamps at this rate, right? Yeah. Um, we're seeing Neil, who basically has a PFF grade of almost perfect for a linebacker so far, uh, adding Malik Hooker to the mix. You know, We haven't even that, seen right? him yet, he's, really. Right. Right, he's just, just got his first practice. We're adding him to the mix. I mean, I'll be honest, like the safety position is the best I've felt about it in a long time. Yeah, it just really is with Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, uh, Curse, and uh, KZ. And if, you know, maybe if Neil does have to do a little something back there, you know, he probably still can. He can mm-hmm. need to. So I feel pretty great about that side of things uh, when it comes to the to safety position. So for me, I, they've done enough to beat me with the plus one. I'm 11 and six now. You're eleven and six now. Once they get to that, now now. once they get to that dance, which they will if they win the division, right? This offense is Super Bowl ready. I've said that from the get go. This is an offense that is built to go win a Super Bowl, bar none. It's all about the defense and especially the. For me, it's it's not. I don't care about the yards. It's points per game. Can I keep it twenty and under, twenty one and under, and turnovers? That's the two biggest things. And like you said, that that middle of the line. I don't care if it's a top ten. Be the middle line. Give me those two things on that twenty one and under points per game. Those turnovers. And boy, I think this team is primed and ready for a run. I really do. I think this offense is ready. I think we heard a lot from this team. And look, again, they're talking, and they're just how they felt like everyone from Zeke. You've seen how Zeke's worked. He's transformed his body. Dak, you've heard it from Dak while he's doing the corporate stuff and even the non-corporate stuff about what happened last year, what he missed. I think this team definitely feels like they missed an opportunity last year, and a lot of them were pissed about it. Yeah. And you know what? And whenever they're pissed about it, 
and you see the work that they're putting in, it's it's time to get excited. I think it's Cowboys fans because it's not coming out saying all oh, every year this is our year, nothing like that. But this offense is ready, and I think Dan Quinn can get this defense there. I think the Cowboys are primed for a Super Bowl run. I, I, I really listen do. to your your mouth to God's ears. I, I truly believe that too. Uh, I hate getting too optimistic about the team because you know this is the one relationship that you have in your life that no matter how many times they break your heart, they're coming right back. Uh, right. So that's why I love this team as much as I do. Uh, I will agree that they will win the NFC East, um, and I, I would say the most improved team out over there. I want to say completely is the New York Giants. I, I think that they have a chance to make some noise, not noise, noise, but like just be a thorn in our side. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. I, I, I will ride that train all the way to the Super Bowl. And um, again, barring any cra- crazy injuries, Dak Prescott's going to be the guy that's going to be at that podium and he's going to get that trophy and he's, he's going to, it's, we're all going to be able to take that one big breath of fresh air and say like the drought is over. And I it's think over. I, I, I firmly believe this. I got a lot of, it's, it's weird. Like I, I believe in little signs and like, I have a son that's due in November. You know what I mean? Okay. So now I'm thinking to myself, like, my brother, who's a Dallas Cowboy fan along with me, has a son. I'm going to have a son, and my old man is still watching the games with us. All of us Sturchio boys are about to watch the Dallas Cowboys oh, win the Super Bowl. I like so it. it's, well, it's a theory I have in my mind. Hey, brother, I'm riding with that. I'm riding I, with I, it, I'm, too. I'm all the way in it. I, hey, yeah, let's <laughs> I, See, I'm here for this type of content. Yeah. That's the kind of content we eat around here. Yes, sir. The, the, the stars align for the Sturgio boys yeah, all man. under one roof. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm loving I love it. it. That is it, awesome stuff. It's going to be great. But, bro, Oh, Nick, my man, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule. I know you said you were shifting a couple things around for me, so I appreciate that. No I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you're doing for Cowboys Nation, and that's what this podcast is all about, is bringing on new guests every week, try to spread the love, you know, even spread the <laughs> spread the not-so-love when we're talking about guys like Jalen. Who knows? <laughs> but we, we're out here talking real. You know what I mean? It's authentic Dallas yeah. Cowboy conversation, and I know it sounds like it's a little ridiculous to say that considering we're both like, they're going to the Super Bowl. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's a realistic option this year. It really it is. is. It really it is. is. I, so. mean, I, look, look, I mean, no one can tell me otherwise. And not with a straight face, this offense is Super Bowl ready. Just yeah. top to bottom, you can look at it. And if you have a – and then this day and time in this league, if you got that kind of offense – the Divas can just give you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're in the hunt. That's just all there is to it. You're just in the yes, hunt. And that's where the Cowboys definitely are with this division. So, yeah, we, we probably sound a little, a little ridiculous, but that's all right. You yeah, know Whatever. What? <laughs> we got to do it. We got to do it. I, I, I mean, I've been called worse. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, for Dave Sturgeon, of course, your guy and my guy, Nick, this has been episode three of All About the Star here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network, and we will see you guys next week.